You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, angels, welcome back to the podcast. Yay. We are in episode 50, no, 62. 62, yeah. Um, yeah, and today we're gonna again we find all of our topics organically. Vanessa, what are we talking about today? We are gonna talk about changing your mind, <laughs> and boy, do we have lots to say about changing our mind. Um, yeah, and I, I think it, it, it's gonna go in all kinds of different directions, which is our favorite thing to do. But the, the core being of it, of you know, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to get more information and, and make a different choice and how that all manifests. I know for me, uh, I had a very long, a very hard time when I was younger with um, my biggest fear. So like in the MySpace days, right? Like, so they used to do those surveys that would come around and every single one of them, my biggest fear, failure. I would write it for every single one of them because that was always my biggest fear was failure. And I I had like just this big fear that I wouldn't make the right decisions and that would be failure. And uh, yeah, it it led me down some paths of sticking to things that were very much not meant for me for a lot longer than, um, than I needed to because of not really believing that changing my mind was a superpower. It felt a lot like admitting defeat. It felt a lot like admitting that I was flighty or wishy-washy or, you know, any number of negative things that, that was in my programming. And it took me a very long time into adulthood to accept the idea that this is my life and uh, I can change my mind anytime that I want, as long as I'm not hurting other people um, intentionally all good. (laughs) And it's still, but it's, I will say still a struggle in some areas, just because that, that fear comes all comes back in of the reaction that, that will, that will be, or whether or not I'm making the quote unquote right choice. Well, and I think that that's, that's a a big fear for a lot of people is that if they change their mind, they feel that they were wrong. Yes. And being right is an epidemic in our society as the need to be right all the time. And I think that um, in a lot of ways, yeah, it's, it's hard to think that we have the choice to change our mind because like you were saying before we started recording, you know, there's all these like these sayings like you made your bed now you have to lie in it or you you know you can't change your mind at the last minute you got to stick with what you know and you know and just there's all these reasons that we shouldn't change our mind that were given to us by our families are usually our grandparents because that's where that generation you know um 
So I think sometimes changing our mind, we also feel like we're letting people down. We also might feel like we're failing, like you said, failing ourselves, failing the people around us, you know, like, especially when the change has to do with some other people, like sometimes ultimately you're changing your mind is going to maybe hurt somebody, but not in a way that you're like, I'm doing this because I want to hurt them, but it's right right for me. Like I've made a different decision and that unfortunately has fallout, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't change our minds if that's what's in our hearts. Yeah. Because the biggest thing I think is connecting with, you know, when, when you've made a decision and you're like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, this is what I'm going to do. And as you're doing it, like it starts to feel a little hollow or it doesn't feel like it's working quite right. You don't, it's not in flow, so to speak. Maybe you feel you're coming up against roadblocks. Maybe you feel like everything is deterring you from making this, this, whatever you're doing. Like there's a lot of resistance energetically and maybe universally that you're getting. Well, okay. So then go back to the original decision when you made it, what environment did you make the decision in? How did you get come by the decision? Was it made from a space of research and understanding and you thought it was a good idea at the time? Or was it made from a space of fear of, of the idea of, you know, of, of just, I needed to make a decision. So I just made one yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was out of fear. So, and that's okay. That's okay. We've all done those decisions. All of us, all of us have made a decision like that, but the, the biggest thing I don't think we realize in our struggle with the decision we've made is that we have permission to change our mind. Yeah. We have that. We have that right to change our mind. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, once we realize maybe something was made out of fear or there's something bigger that we're not seeing. Well, you made the first decision because first you had to see that you were in fear and that you had to see that there was a situation that was untoward and that it warranted a different decision because it just, it gives you an example of maybe something more to work on or something that you didn't see before. You didn't have the information, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's super prevalent. I mean, before we, before we got on here, we were talking about my, my latest misgivings and <laughs> decisions making and, and, you know, just where my head has been at with uh, my living situation. And, and, you know, exactly what you just said was, you know, what had to be examined of like, well, where, where did the decision come from? You know, where, what's your headspace when you're saying these kind of things? And, you know, it, it, it does require a step back to go, well, yeah. And I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm committing, or I had been committing to not making decisions out of fear anymore because number one, I don't have to. And number two, uh, the universe got me <laughs> like, I don't need to be afraid because I'm always going to be okay. No matter what, I don't have to push. I can just flow. Um, but it, it, all those things, they creep back in, you know, that our programming is so deep. I mean, it's, 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 I'm 42 years old and my whole life, some of this programming has been there and I'm coming across it at 42, you know? So it's like, uh, it's not gonna be undone <laughs> in 10 minutes. It's gonna, it's gonna keep coming up. Um, but for this, you know, I, I think a lot of people throw themselves in cages because of this concept of, um, you know, fear of what's on the outside, not being as safe as what's on the inside 
And, you know, I think, you know, we're very well served to just say, hey, you're not safe inside the cage either. <laughs> right? Like, if we're going to be if we're going to be technical about it. Um, but I think even when we make very well informed decisions, it, I, I almost think that those ones are harder to go back on because we feel so right, right? Like they were super right. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't, they were like, I thought about it, I researched it or whatever. I can't go back on it because it doesn't make sense not to. And to me, that's where like the gut comes in of like, well, you missed something. You know, there, there's something that you miss if it still doesn't align, if it still doesn't feel good for you. Where is this, you know, right? Then we go back to like, where is this decision coming from? It may not be fear. It may not be something negative. It may be from safety. It may be from, um, you know, programming of uh, generic life type things. You know, I have I have uh, a lot of clients that that this comes up with them. Um, I have some of my younger clients have it when it comes to uh, either going into college or coming out of college. You know, the idea that you have to make a decision about the rest of your life when you're 18 or 22. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, I think about it and I'm like, I am damn lucky that at 14, what I decided I was going to do ended up being what was in my heart, soul, passion, you know, and that it wasn't, but man, what if it wasn't <laughs> like, wow. And I still didn't even follow it the way that I wish I did. Right. Because it wasn't soul driven. It was programming driven. I did the safe thing. I did the clinical thing. I did the whatever. I'm still dragging myself out of it because of what? Because this is the decision I made. And now it looks different. Now other people's viewpoint of what I'm doing, it looks different. And man, that can really mess with people's heads. I get it. And I think that's why when people are sitting in front of me and I, I, Let's, we don't need to make this decision today in this session. We need to make this decision over a few weeks and you've got to do some journaling and you've got to do some thinking and, and figuring out where these, you know, wh where these beliefs came from that have you making um, choices or believing you have to make one. Yep. Even. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we tend to look at tradition, like, choosing colleges and choosing what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I'm so glad that I made the decision to drop out of college, even <laughs> though it was, it was forced by money issues that I yeah. had dropped out of college in the first, the second semester, because yeah. if I would have continued on, I, I would have hated what I was doing. First of all, because I did, yeah. I was never an accountant. Yeah. You know, I, my mother, I was always wanted to be the nurse and I wanted mm -hmm. to go for nursing and my mother refused to let me do that. And I'm like, okay. So, but I went for accounting because, mm -hmm. you know, but I dropped out because of, I just didn't know how this shit worked. And I just thought, oh, I have no more money. I don't, you know, what do I do? I don't go back. And yeah. so, so I was like, okay. And because of that decision, although it looked at the time like a bad decision, my father made sure to tell me that for quite a few years after. I may not have a degree, but I sure as hell am not paying student loans. Yeah. And you have so, a life path and you have a career. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and it would yeah. be, and I wouldn't have a degree in something that I hate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I, the, sometimes the decisions that seem the worst are the best. 
Right. Right. The ones that we're making that are not based on obligation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we have to look at all of the, the factors of our decisions. And sometimes the decisions we make are the decisions we make and the outcome isn't as great as we wanted it to. But then again, it's teaching us something. There's a lesson there. I always feel in all of our things that there's always lessons. Like, yeah. It just shows where we're at mentally, emotionally, like kind of, it gives us an indication of, oh, okay, you know what, you know, I was afraid there, I was following because I wanted to make my parents proud, or I wanted to, you know, conform and and feel inclusive, or there's different reasons why we make different decisions. But at the same time, we often, when we're making a decision, we're often more worried about what's outside of us rather than what's inside of us. Absolutely. Because of the people, other people's reactions, I think that if I were to say, um, you know, like the list of reasons why, you know, from my experience of working with people, they are afraid to change their minds. Number one is always what will people think, do, feel, react? Other people right? Like, so people are going to yell at me and I want to avoid that. Or people are going to drop me as a friend and I want to avoid that. Or people are, or people are, people or family is going to blank. And I want to avoid that. It's like the avoidance of extra pain allows us to stay in internal pain, (laughs) right? Like without the, that, that, understanding that we're allowing somebody else who's not experiencing our lives to shape our experience and you know you're right every everything is is a chance to grow and we make we make good decisions and we make not so good decisions and we get to learn from both of them (laughs) we're either reinforcing an idea or trying to find another one (laughs) um but it's it's definitely that outside and i'll say it you know when i was married I knew my marriage was over way before anybody else, <laughs> way before, but I felt like such a freaking failure. I felt like, dude, you probably knew before you even got married yeah, and I did. Like, <laughs> you're just a fool, right? Like you're just a fool. Like you're just going to look like somebody who can't commit look like which people had always believed about me anyway. So it was like, well, now everybody's going to believe exactly what they know is to be true and yada, yada, you know, or just kind of being ashamed that I felt like I didn't listen to myself or listen to my gut or what, you know, any number of things. It was tons and tons of things I had to sift through. And then when the decision was made, I still had trouble telling people because I was like, oh God, I don't want to deal with the questions. I don't want people to ask so that I have to say that like, wow, here's what this person really was like. And I blew it. I didn't see the red flags or I ignored the red flags or high-fived them on the way in because I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a sucky feeling. People avoid that. I get it. (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. But at the same time, when I look, go back to what that was like to live that way. I, I now can see the value of it, but it's like I had to go through that. I had to get to that point of absolute not being able to handle it even one more minute in order to get to the point where I am today, where it's nothing is worth that happening to me again. Yeah. And, you know, so let's, we talked a lot about relationships and decisions and, and like looking outward. So let's talk about like, 
okay, we're creating something. It's our career, our path, our journey. <laughs> and we're making decisions in that vein. And, you know, and we, you know, we're co-creating something with the universe. We, hold on. My cat is being extra today. She can't find her way out of the curtain. So she's trying to like take the whole curtain down with her. So yeah, sorry guys. Very dramatic. <laughs> like, you know, just being extra as he always is. Um, anyways, I digress. So we're talking about like our career, our relationship, our life purpose. You yes. know, say we're on a path, you know, we've decided we're running down a path and, and we don't want to do that. Maybe we don't want to work for the man anymore. Maybe we're like, I want to work and live my passions and do this as my passions. And say you're like, you're doing it, you're making it happen. You're like, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I would rather <laughs> be this. And I don't want to create this type of an, an, anymore. Or maybe there's part of the work that you do, you don't want to do anymore. And you're like, how do I explain this to people? Or how do I, you know, I'm stuck because of whatever reason you feel stuck. Like I'll give an example. So, and I hope, <laughs> and I hope that you're like, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I hope that, you know, the people that I, <laughs> that I talk about are going to listen to this podcast. But, um, <laughs> so um, we can just probably, change the names. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> it's probably one the one time they will listen to this podcast. Exactly. That I, you know. So anyway. I always think that anytime that I say something that I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that's out there now. I hope that person doesn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I, some of you know that I do social media marketing um, for people, for friends, for a mentor, for a few other people. And it was a good way to make some money on the side. Um, because then I have to believe in what they're doing and whatever. And I did that as a way to supplement my healing work as a way to supplement my, whatever, you know, the other work that I'm doing, the, the podcast, the healing, whatever. And, you know, and there's two parts to the story. And, and so I'm finding more and more how much I don't like doing it. And I'm like, uh, okay. Um, and I, and I'm starting to get like to that point where I'm like, I don't want to do this for all these people. I don't mind doing it for the, my one, um, mentor, but cause it's just one, yeah. but even then it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just doing it because a it's decent money and B I promised that <laughs> I'd help her. Um, right. so I, you know, I'm okay with sticking with that one, but all the other ones that I've committed to, I'm like, <sighs> so I just was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not taking on clients. I'm not taking on anybody. I have one client I do social media marketing for. I have another one that I create graphics for and I charge her by the hour and, you know, that's it. Yes. That's more than enough because I Mm -hmm. already feel like I don't have enough time to do those things. And 
so, and I, and it doesn't look on the outside if you think about it, because it's easy money, because it's, it's really simple, but right. it's not simple because you're dealing with someone else's work. It's not your own. So you right. can't put your own voice in it. Right. So it was really difficult because I felt like I was cutting off a source of income that right. could make me be free from working a nine to five. Well, right. So I, everything, you know, in my being was like, what are you doing? Like, there's money here and you're saying no. And I'm like, yeah, because it's not what I want to do. And, you know, and sure enough, like in, in that process, that was like over the process of me moving. That was the process of me doing all this stuff. And I found a job that I like, that I could see myself there long-term mm-hmm. because I believe in what we're doing. And I'm wholeheartedly in with their mission and what they're doing. So, and I'm making adequate money that I don't necessarily need that extra cash. Yeah. And so, okay. So that's it. I fixed that situation. Well, then let's talk about the work that I do. The, the healing work and the intuitive work and whatever. I was always that healer, never a reader, never really was. I'd have some friends that I did meditations for when they go through grief to help them find peace through the grief. And, mm-hmm. you know, and as I was doing these meditations, it's funny because their loved ones would show up and <laughs> I would like be like, okay. And they would have messages for them and it would end up being me doing the meditations. And then halfway through we're talking to loved ones and yeah. giving them messages that were, we be recorded in infinity, you know, forever right. and ever for them to have. Yeah. <sighs> So fast forward years later and me kind of not sure where I want to put my shingle, how I want to make my, what type of shingle I want to put out. <laughs> and the universe comes in with this grandiose idea and said, guess what we're going to do? We're going to open your veil and we're going to take down all the shields that you put up to prevent doing what you're here to do. And I'm like, fucker. <laughs> and so not only am I like, Am I, have I decided not to do certain things and in, in, in my personal work and my business work, I have decided to take on a whole new realm of, of that type of work. Now, now rest assured, if you're in this type of work, this psychic, the mediumship, the, anything like that, mm-hmm. you have the right to say no. If you don't want to do it, you tell the universe, nope, I don't want to do it. They'll leave you alone. Yes. End of yes. story. Right now, you don't have to, but I have always felt I was a medium, but never, you know, and uh, put shields up at a very young age. Um, and I just so I had to make this decision again, again, for a long <laughs> time. I had said no mediumship, I had said no to it. I was like, no, but here I am. I'm doing readings for the Freud's angels people mm-hmm. for our angels who follow us on every Wednesday night. Yeah. Really, unless I'm tired and I'm not energetically there. Um, and now all of a sudden, as per our last Wednesday, everybody shows up now and everybody, <laughs> I had not even said yes. Like kind of, I had not even done the whole process of preparing and like, and, and guarding myself and doing some research. No, the universe is like, yep. You said, yes, we're done here. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's all. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had that conversation. I remember having that conversation where you were like, yeah, I think I'm going to go there. 
the universe was like, sweet. <laughs> she said, yes, we all heard it. <laughs> you can't take it back. <laughs> right. If we don't flood her with it, she may turn around, she may turn around and run the other direction. So we have to just be like, hi, it's fun. Here it comes. Yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> so See, you're doing time. it. <laughs> yeah. As I spontaneously combust because... <laughs> I was having like the, the biggest of angelic hot flashes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so what I did change my mind and I decided, okay, I was going to let this be part of my life. This is the shit that happens. You know, you step into it. It's not that it's overwhelming for everybody, but universe heard me. Universe said, okay, your course correcting. You're deciding to be this. You're deciding to, you know, embrace this. So we're going to do this we are going to, we're going to support you in this. That's the biggest thing that I think I want to portray. If anything, is that if you decide at any time in your life that you're changing your mind about what you want to manifest, what you want to do, how you want to be the things, the universe will support you, but understand that if it's kind of not for your highest good, or it's, it's the decision is made out of fear or the decision is made out of anything else but a true connection to what intuitively you know you need you want to do they'll support you you know yeah. if it's made out of fear it gets confused and it kind of just stops it doesn't align with something made out of fear it doesn't really align with something that's made out of the idea that it's not supporting you mm-hmm. and so it's not going to really sh- it, it doesn't know how to support you in that moment eventually yeah. it'll turn the titanic and it'll start to, you know, support that fear, not your decision, yes. but that fear, bringing you moments, bringing you things that, that will validate the fear and, and bring you those moments where you're, you feel validated in making that fear decision. That's what it's going to support. Yeah. And, but if we realize when we step into the idea of, okay, you know what? I don't really want to do that for my career. I don't, I don't want to, I, I made that decision out of panic. And I'm just out of the fear and, and, you know, the universe is going to be like, hallelujah. And it's going to, as soon as you decide to do something different, it will step in and, and who knows, maybe that decision will show up later and, and it'll happen quicker than you expect, but it'll always support you in making a decision that's based from understanding, healing, intuitive, and that sense of flow, that alignment with where you're at energetically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, we both have that same, we, we both have, have battled that same programming, um, that we've, we've had to say like, Hey, we've been gifted with a uh, non-traditional <laughs> quote unquote, because, and I quote it, I always quote it because I'm like, it's actually traditional. <laughs> like, like, when you really think about the kinds of stuff that we do and want to do and step into, there are things that are ancient. There are things that have been around for longer than our stupid societal traditions. <laughs> and it's like, it, it to me, like feels like ancestors breaking through, right? Like, like it's like our ancestry is just busting through like, Oh my God, I cannot do this thing. This, I can't be in this like cage that you put me in. This isn't normal. This isn't, who we are kind of thing. That's what it feels like. I think, um, for me, especially, um, well, I remember, I remember going to get a reading from, um, from my friend Heather 
and her saying something and it was literally like two days after I had I had painted this painting and it was like very tribal like fire and like I don't know it was very tribal to me and we do this reading and she's like there's a like Native American woman here I was like is there <laughs> and she's like yeah but you're not Native American are you and I was like no <laughs> I'm not um and, and I was just like I'm not, you know, whatever. But she was like, "What?" Either way, she's telling you that yes, like this is the the thing for you and the fire. And she's like, she's just saying all this stuff. And I was like, this is freaking weird. And I call my mom two days later, and she tells me that in our bloodline we have Micmac Indian from Canada. And I was like, holy shit! Like it's just to me, I was like, it's because that's what's in my ancestry. That's not. And it needs to come through. It's trying to come through. And that's why all of this new traditional is not working for me. That's why I don't fit in those spaces that I keep trying to cram myself into. It's because it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be that way. And, and because I've always been connected with the purpose and passion of helping and healing, that's why it won't fit. It's because I'm, I, I haven't made a lot of decisions based on fear when it comes to my career it's always been like I need to help I need to help I want to help and I've been able to help it's just like it's taken me a long time to find the right setting and that was my my resistance my resistance was setting I've you know more than anything and going backwards into that you know whoever this woman was that showed up from my ancestry she didn't go to college (laughs) to become a healer she learned you know most likely from her mother you know, to do that kind of stuff. And, and it was just passed on down and it was valuable and they brought it. And that's what we're doing. You know, it feels that way. Like the just kind of busting through and, and bringing back what always was that never should have gone away. And it's hard. It's hard to make that decision. I spent a lot of money going to school, a lot. I am probably never going to pay it off by the time I die. But I needed it in order to get somewhere in this space. I'm not sure if I had not gone, if I ever would have believed that I could do this. But now I laugh because I'm like, I'm not even going to use that. I'm not. (laughs) But man, did it take me a long time to allow that to be okay. I had to be very uncomfortable in all those cages in order to say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm ready to listen to the to the bigger picture of that healing, that helping, that what I'm expanding my consciousness of how that looks, so that I can perform, so that I can find the right environment where I feel free to do that. And y'all, it's not an easy process <laughs> if you keep narrowing it down like I was, you know. And, th- and this is, I guess, why I'm sharing this whole story is for everybody to kind of stop and pause and think about, you know, you may have your heart in the right place. And that may be why you don't have too much trouble, like doing stuff. I never had trouble getting a job. I've never had trouble getting a job at any of these traditional places. I just walk in and I get them. Never. Because I'm wanting to heal I'm wanting to help and and that's the supporting that was the the universe supporting me in the way that I felt like the or the way that they knew I could see it I could see it as that so I would take that and um 
but you can you can expand that and see a horizon and it feels a lot different still a little scary I'm not gonna lie there are times where I'm like what's on the other side over there (laughs) like I want to ask what does it look like over there (laughs) but the reality is you just have to go with it and go with the idea of like I'm ready to change my mind I'm ready to do the next thing that feels right instead of the next thing that looks right or that other people think is right yeah yeah Yeah. when you talk about and it's not it's patriarchal traditional Mm -hmm. it's not earth traditional see to me when I think of traditional I mean I understand like family traditions and things like that but when I think Mm -hmm. of traditional I think of like how the healers in the 1800s and the 1700s and even in the 1600s and how there were people that used the earth and healed mm-hmm. and and yeah some of you are going to say paganism and I'm like maybe because a lot of the rituals and in, in religion today is based off of paganistic rituals so sure there you go um you know but like tradition was based from what the earth gave us, what they told us, the, the things that we could do as, as humans and, and what man did, it was just, it was man, it wasn't traditional and mm-hmm. the patriarchy, which, you know, <laughs> don't get me started, um, <laughs> has, uh, has taken that and created tradition and what you're supposed to do based on a society they built. Yeah, that's why we feel that those of us, you, me, and everybody else who's on this side of the, the kind of the understanding is, we feel we're called non-traditional is because we're not accepted into the mainstream, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yes. This paint, this this pandemic is really stretching people out to look for alternative things and alternative ways of dealing it. And many people don't want to go to a traditional therapist absolutely they don't want to experience someone that's in the box and that's how does that make you feel and what is that not that those questions aren't accurate but you know i need a therapist who is interactive and who is on board and willing to try different and weird things in order to get me to where i need to be and who's not just a talk therapist right right and i think you know like i laugh because i'm like you know, we still have that very traditional quote unquote, right? Uh, like Christian traditional, I should say, of confession, yeah. right? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, I mean, I guess when you think of the things that you do in order to, to um, you know, to be forgiven for your sins, I guess that's kind of the genericness of it. But at the same time, it's like, you just the idea of it not being about a theory it's the idea of just being about the person in front of you so even with those those christian values being kind of added in there it's literally like a priest and a person and the person comes in and talks about what they specifically have done or what they specifically are struggling with and the priest responds to that specific person (laughs) but yet we still can't quite grasp that in psychology (laughs) that that same interaction needs to happen inside a, a, a therapy relationship we still have this weird thought that it's not even that old it's not even 100 years old 
the thought of like psychoanalysis or an, an, like analyzing somebody and putting them into a box or putting the therapist into a box of a theory. This is how I believe about people. Unbelievable when you really put those comparisons and be like, where is this coming from and why are we just letting it happen? You know, I, 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 <laughs> I laugh at that when like, was, if somebody calls and says, are you a licensed therapist? And my first reaction is to be like, you know, why does it matter? <laughs> you know, like if, if I could tell you about like why that doesn't matter, I would right now, but I'm actually, I realize that's not what you're interested in, you know, but someday that answer is going to be no, I'm done with all of that. Like, I don't want to do it. There's a whole reason why I've been blocked at every turn that I have ever made toward having a, the friggin' letters at the end of my name, every single state I've been in has blocked it this is the state I've gone the furthest in and then I lost all like the pandemic blew everything up it's not meant for me but what I need to be able to do and this is the space I feel called to is to kind of be more vocal about why that setting has turned this mental health field in upside down the reason why our mental health field sucks and why our mental health care sucks isn't just the insurance it's the licensing it's the indoctrination it's the way that that people are are trained to be very robotic and that's what's really messing it up because people are going to therapy and not getting help because the therapist is trapped inside of a cage you know and and just trying to do the right thing and make sure that they don't get in trouble or get fired for doing the wrong thing yeah. That's where we've screwed up in my field anyway. Um, and th that's the space that I have to step out of. And let me tell you, it's hard. It's scary to think about that because it's like, well, what, what is that going to do for me? You know, what, what is that? Is that going to kill my career if I denounce all of this, you know, and that's the, that's the fear that you go into it. But the, on the other side of that fear is I don't care, man, I'm free. <laughs> I am free. And those people that have experienced it and are saying that they want it, their voice needs to be louder right now. My voice needs to be loud right now to show what's actually happening inside the walls of my sessions now versus before. Yeah. Yeah. And the greater and, and you know, in greater sense of healing and the greater sense of victory or the the small victories that they experience because you've able to step out of that licensure traditional kind of box therapy that and I think that that's the one reason why my dad never finished his thesis you know yeah. really in in the essence of it I think that's part of the reason why my dad never finished yeah. because he just he was like I have no desire he just he didn't want it he didn't want traditional therapy he didn't want couch and chair yeah. sessions he didn't want that you know, he wanted something, he wanted to reach people at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, like, again, it, it's so ingrained in people that, oh, well, if you're not licensed, you can't help me. Like, dude, do you know all I, you know what I did to get a license? I passed a test. <laughs> like that's literally all I did. I went in, I passed a test that I studied for two weeks. Um, you know, some people study for longer, but I've been in the field. So it was easy for me to take the test. That's the difference between when I didn't have letters behind my name and now that I do. I took a test and passed it. 
are you kidding? Like, we've all been to school. We've all passed tests that we can't recall the knowledge of right now because they we, we just did it in order to pass the test. Now, granted, the test that I took was very, um, was very based in, in like assessment and all of that kind of stuff. And so it wasn't nearly as bad as other tests that I could have taken, but it still was very much like, what box does this client belong in? What box does that client belong in? And it was horrible for me to sit there and like all of that stuff that I had put away because I didn't like it and I didn't believe in it. I had to bring it back so that I could get letters behind my name and do exactly what I was doing beforehand. Yeah. Ridiculous, really. But again, we've got our laws, we've got all of these kind of things, you know, the, the people are still awakening to the ideas of um, this traditional therapy actually being non-traditional. We didn't do that before, before Freud came along with his damn psychoanalysis, healers were healers and you heard from word of mouth and you went to a healer and you sat down or you went to an apothecary and they gave you, um, you know, some plant medicine. I mean, it was just, you had a gift and you honed it and that's what you did. Like any other gift or any other profession. Yeah. And the fact that it got like bastardized by our society actually pisses me off now <laughs> that because of what it's done, you know, like it really, people haven't gotten the help that they need. And yeah, so very big tangent, <laughs> very big tangent, but you know, I guess maybe that story is good, a good way of letting people see the inside of a journey like mine of having to change your mind and, and that changing your mind, literally turning back on what you believed was going to be your entire career. Right. You know, and that's what it feels like. But when it's in your heart and you know that it, it's, it's the right thing for you, you got to do it. You got to. You have to challenge what you know, you have to yeah. challenge, you know, the, the, the pet, the easy path, because the yeah. path you've taken is not the easy path. You have to, you know, see your heart said, dude, this isn't right. And we don't, we're not, we're not okay following this path. And yeah. then you made that conscious decision to say, you know what, you're right. And you're doing it your way, which is, which you've had success at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing to notice is that even though you and your clients have success and wins and victories doing it this way, and that's important. And I think too, is that the problem, the problem with my two cents is, you know, the DSMR went from being an inch thick to seven inches thick. God, and all of book. a sudden you're a diagnosis and you can't ever get rid of that diagnosis your whole life. God, you're labeled by it. You're stuck with it. Now, yeah. some people need that diagnosis to get proper care. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Because I've seen people suffer without that diagnosis. Their insurance won't pay for anything until sure. they've had that diagnosis, which is bullshit. But there again, I won't go off on that tangent. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's these non-traditional, like non-box forming, non it's not that you're not so much diagnosing, diagnosing. It's just that you're helping people where they're at, not yeah. where the textbook says they need to go, Absolutely, which does not apply to everybody's situation because mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, you can say, you know, I've been told that I have, I have a touch of bipolar and I'm like, okay, I could see, cause I do have episodes where I'm obsessive and, and whatever, but my life isn't run like that. My therapist yeah. doesn't treat me like that. She doesn't go down the road of the bipolar, you know, avenue of, of what to do because it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, I don't know. You know, I don't even need medication for it. I just got to watch not to take certain medications and it's just, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's something that is controlling me. Like it may control some other person. Like it may be in some very acute in some other person's life, but yeah. but a normal traditional therapist will take that diagnosis and run with it. And it won't apply yeah. to any. Right. Absolutely. Like, this I'm not getting anything out of therapy because you're stuck in the textbook of the steps to handle this type of diagnosis. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's super true. So I, that's why I love my therapists that I see. Cause they're, they have to be very non-traditional with me because, <laughs> because I talk about angels and intuition and manifestation. And I talk about all of that and mm-hmm. I bring it all in and my therapists have to be open to it because that's my life. And right. they accept it. And they're like, yeah. Oh, did you hear? <laughs> She's chiming in. Like, yeah. She's like, no, I'm your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, and that's just, I think, I think, you know, like that story or those stories, because we've got um, like your story of letting go of, you know, some of the stuff that was like, I can do it, but why should I, if I don't want to? And, you know, my story of like, this is the path that you're supposed to take or else you can't do your job and being like, well, screw that. I'm going to do it this way (laughs) and it's going to have to be okay. But I think work is a space that people have difficulty changing their mind in big time. Um, because I mean, I think I want to say that I think the younger generation is way, like way embracing this way more. They're like, this job sucks. I'm going to quit it. (laughs) And like, they're so much better at like, I am not fulfilled. I'm out, you know? Um, So I will say the younger generation has, has it dialed in and that shakes it up for everybody else. Um, But, you know, I do think that some people do have really do have difficulty with that of the um, you know, what, what's on the other side of it, you know, um, what do I do? What happens if I change my mind and I'm wrong? What happens if I leave this job that's very safe and comfortable and go woodworking? What if I can't make money woodworking? I, how, how am I going to get back? You know, and there's all these worries that people have um, surrounding that because it's our livelihood. So that's the other thing that I think is difficult about changing our minds is like, what are the, the things that are actually at stake? You know, it really makes a difference in the way that we decision make when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, it, my food choices don't matter as much, you know, right? Like I'm not probably going to lose my house if I uh, eat something really bad for me today. So that food choice is, eh, you know, <laughs> I can go either way. That's fine. But my career, man, I need to make really informed choices because I could lose everything financially. And, you know, that's, that's a concern, I think, for a lot of people of learning how to step out of whatever space it is that they stepped into. And, um, you know, learning how to escape a decision that they made like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's like, 
states. Well, we know, I mean, we, we no longer have the, uh, the feeling that we are trapped by a state, but there's so many people I know that won't leave an area, even though they know it doesn't serve them. They know that they're not thriving and they're just afraid to leave because it's like, I, I don't want to change my mind or they moved somewhere and it's not working out and they're afraid to move again. Cause it's like, well, I'm, you know, I, I picked up everything and dragged it here. I shouldn't do it again. Why not? Yeah. Why not? That's, you know, it's funny because when I made the decision to go to Arizona, somebody, a mentor of mine had the time and said, you know what, if you get there, you don't like it. Guess what you could do? Change your mind. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That's exactly what I said when I came here. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with my life. And I was like, eh, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And I had a kid at that time, which was very, I mean, when you think of it, you know, when people think about it, it's like, that's kind of risky. Like, yeah, well, it was absolutely it was, but I felt called to do it. And I also really feel good about teaching my kid that <laughs> I feel great about teaching her that you don't have to stay anywhere if you don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That there is freedom of choice, you know, yeah. that, that, and if it's supported and if it's done, not so much out of fear, but out of like, nope, this is kind of what I want, then you will be supported. Universally will be supported. I've never, you know, I've never, when I stepped into that, allowing that support, I've never not been supported in the decisions I've made. And especially when it's come from their signals, they're yeah. saying to me, Hey, we need to make a different decision. You know, we, we're going to move again. It's yeah. time, you know? Um, yeah. So and maybe that's, maybe that's the thing to talk about next. So like we've, we've done a pretty good job, I think of um, giving some examples and, you know, just kind of pumping them up and saying like, you can make change. But I think, you know, there's probably still some very scared people going, okay, cool. How? <laughs> like, this all sounds awesome. How the hell do I get myself to a space where I'm ready to do what you guys are saying to do? <laughs> well, and that's, that's just it too, is that, you know, that, that's a process in itself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, like what, what you said before we have to look at the space of where we're coming from, where we, where we were coming from when we made the decision and where we're coming from, from wanting to make another decision and really examining both of those things for um, faulty beliefs. You know, like we talk about belief systems in psychology all the time because they are our thoughts and our beliefs just bounce off of each other over and over and over again. Um, we can change our thoughts to change our beliefs. We can change our beliefs to change our thoughts. Um, and it's just a merry-go-round. Um, so we have to look at our, th our beliefs about each one of these, these paths and how they got chosen. Um, and then I believe that that is the biggest step because it allows you to connect. And once you're connected, I think that that's where all the, the clues come from, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think, um, uh, uh coincidences when people say coincidences and I'm always like no synchronicities like do not call them coincidences you're 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 like uh you know brushing them off as something that is by chance and it is not by chance it's on purpose but that's what I would think is maybe the next step is once you've done that digging of like why did I make that decision why am I looking to decide another way look around look for the clues 
of what you're being supported or what you're being called to do. And that means what you're interested in also, not necessarily what looks easy, what's in front of you. Like I could say, hey, I want some more money. And there could be a job presented to me. I don't want a job, <laughs> right? That doesn't mean because it's there, I have to take it. Right. It means it's there. If that's what I, you know, if that, if, if, I, if that's the signal I want to give to the universe that I want to go working for somebody again, it's going to be there. But there's other opportunities, there's other things that are there that when I see it, I'm going to go, Ooh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And it's also about hearing the cues, mm-hmm. like, you know, hearing the, the cues of, of, of what you're being told, because sometimes, you know, we're, we're, we're not realizing we're having to make a decision until something arises. You know, I didn't know when I chose to move to the Pacific Northwest that it was, it was a decision I had to make until someone asked me about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize that that's, um, that it was that way. Like it was like, I was just going through and I was really frustrated and I was just kind of at my wits end. And I, I was really not thriving. I was starting to feel like I was not thriving anymore in this place I was. And it wasn't so much the place, but it was just me energetically meeting my glass ceiling. And, Mm -hmm. and then somebody said, well, what do you feel you're being asked to move again? And I was like, Oh, (laughs) am I? <laughs> like oh snap <laughs> and I was like oh and then once that person said it to me all these things clicked yeah all the things lined up mm-hmm. all the things like I I just I was like oh and then I had just other decisions to make where was I gonna go how was mm-hmm. I gonna do it you know where yeah I had people you know, on the side of the Pacific Northwest because they knew me and they lived here and they were like, come with us, live with us, you know? But at the same time, I was like, okay, so, but in each decision I had to make after making the grand decision, I felt I was guided. Like I allowed the guidance to push me where I needed to go. And here I am. So sometimes we are not aware that we need to make a decision until somebody kind of sees tells us what they see or what they're feeling and, and yeah. shows us and, and then it kind of puts us into this space of oh yeah there's a possibility here there's 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 something here and yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest things so yeah contemplation right like not not allowing things to just kind of go by without at least thinking about them yeah and considering yeah. and and even asking for guidance from the universe and saying could you let me know if this is something that you know, I need to be doing or whatever. Is this, is this it? If you don't immediately feel into it, that it's the right thing because you're afraid or you're not sure how it's going to go down, you know, that can prevent us from feeling that rightness that I felt when I did the move and Mm -hmm. whatever, but I I think maybe that's, we do one on, you know, how do we step into decision-making about how, you know, what is, what do we need to make a decision? I know we've done an episode about, you know, have we done an episode about decision-making and allowing ourselves to, I don't know, maybe I did something. I don't know. Anyways. I feel like maybe kind of, but not as direct. Okay. 
because I think this is what we're getting into the space that we're getting into now that we're in the 60s <laughs> of our of our podcast is the like honing down and taking some of the the concepts that we've already talked about in a broad way and kind of narrowing them and making them very much more specific and and um so yeah I think that even if we did talk about it we didn't go in a specific place okay which um yeah we should you know I think that these these kind of things even you know we we've kind of given a bunch of different um examples yeah. of how we need to change our minds or that we can change our minds but they all in and of themselves could have spin-offs right like we could make an entire podcast about breaking off a relationship when you realize you have to change your mind <laughs> right we could make an entire podcast about leaving your career oh, we could probably do seven of those because of what we've been doing but leaving your career and stepping into another space um you know the, even just in topic wise not just the you know the process which is I think what we're talking about right now but yeah process is process is big that's what everybody's looking for that's what, anybody who's listening right now is is like process, tell me what to do I need to know the steps the process is how I'm going to be able to connect to the task yeah right yeah. because um a lot of people if you're not if you're not in that intuitive space in your life, if you're not listening to your gut instinct, you find it hard to follow um, it or follow dreams or follow ideas as possible. You know, you do kind of need a blueprint from somebody. And that's why, you know, people like me exist. That's why people like you exist. That's why people, you know, in our field exist is because we're there to give a blueprint of an idea. Like here's some general steps. Your steps are going to look completely different than my steps when I take that same, you know, go on that same process. But yes, I understand you need some guidance because this is too hard for you to do on your own, you know, and, and um, that's what we're here for, right? Well, <laughs> through this podcast and professionally, yeah. you know, we're, we're, you know, we help in people making decisions that, are good for them. And, and, you know, and I think that that are in alignment with their highest good, I think yes. that's, you know, that's a better way to frame that, but, um, that, you know, we do that collectively and individually. So, you know, if you need help, <laughs> you have many yeah. resources <laughs> in us. Yes, um, we are here. We, we, we definitely get it. Well, and we hope that you've understood, that you followed our tangents, that you understand that it's safe to change your mind. It's not about being wrong. It's not about you failing. It's about you course correcting with new information that you've come across a new connection to an intuitive hit that you've gotten that says, mm -hmm. no, we need to go this direction. It's okay for you to change your mind. And regardless of what everybody around you thinks, feels, says, if you know what's right for you, it's right for you. And that's yes. what matters. And, you know, if you need permission to change your mind, I give you permission. We give you permission <laughs> to change your mind. And, and absolutely, because we do it a lot and we've done it a lot. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've started and tried to do things and, and it just wasn't in the flow. And so we're like, okay, it's not time. And yeah. we do that all the time. We change our mind all the time. And it's because... Yeah we're reacting to the information and the environment of our energies and you know, spirits intuition and our guidance that we're getting in that moment. And we just, 
we go with it and we trust it and we don't question it. And that's partly why we're able to make those bigger leaps in our mm-hmm. decision making. So we yeah, hope that's what you're seeing, something. guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're seeing when you look at us and think, oh yeah, that's easy. It's not easy, but that's what you're seeing. You're seeing uh, everything that, that, that Amy just said is within us. And that's why it maybe looks easy on the outside, but it, once you're on the inside of it, you, you start to get that flow. You start to understand it. Yep. And it does become a little easier. Yep. hundred percent. Cause I know when I'm not. And when I am, I obviously know when I'm stuck and I'm forcing it. And when I'm in the flow of the situation, I can yeah. uh, definitely tell that now <laughs> I've done yeah. it so many times. Um, <laughs> practice for sure. When I'm scrambly and trying to do 15 new things is like, yeah, you're definitely not in flow, dude. <laughs> this is you. You have jumped out of the boat. You are now flailing. <laughs> We're now in the drink. But anyways, <laughs> oh my gosh. So we hope you've learned something. We hope that you have maybe even gotten the courage to change your mind and to know that you're supported in changing your mind. If you're still like, man, I don't know what I should do, man. Um, reach out to us, reach out to one of us, whatever it is that uh, you, you know, you need. We're here for you. You bet. Don't forget that if you're part of our Facebook page, our new private group has gone live. Yes. It's, it's a way to be in a space of empowerment creation within your own life. Yes. Um, we've created this vessel for safe space and growth and love and, and just all things good. So yes. please, you know, request to join, go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash Ford's angels um, and request to join our group. And um, we're happy to, allow you in if you're of our flavor. I was going to say, because we're very selective, not in a sense of what we're exclusory, but we have questions and that we want to make sure your heart is in the right place. And that we, we are, we are controlling the environment only to the degree that we bring, allow in people who want to grow, who are on their path, who want to support others and who are of the heart and only the heart and not of an agenda. So yes, right. We're here to grow and to help each other grow. And that's the, the, the space of that group. And so people who are not of that mindset will not be let in. <laughs> if they're accidentally let in, they will be let out. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and it's just because it just doesn't fit. It's just doesn't fit. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, no judgment from any of us. Absolutely. And we're the gatekeepers. We we have been charged by the people in the group that we do that for them, that we're giving them that service. Yeah. That so yes. come if you feel like it's something you want to join and you're of the heart and you're ready to just step into that space of learning and growing and healing and becoming and creating your own empowered life, then come on in. We're ready for Woo. you. We'll see you there. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. 
If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.